Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week 14 Review with Colin O'Donnell and Justin Santi. Kyle, how was your Saturday? How was your college football uh, slate? How'd you do? Uh, you know, I feel bad because I went uh, four and six for the pod, <laughs> but I went seven and five for myself. So it, it was. It ended up being a good, uh, a good weekend. But uh, I didn't. I didn't spread the the winnings out. So. Uh, yeah, I guess that's my B. Uh, the Rutgers one, I guess I didn't get the place because I couldn't go to Pennsylvania because I was still in quarantine. Um, but, yeah, you, you talked me into that. I shouldn't have bet on that. I should have given that out. It was the right side. I'm glad somebody on the pod gave it out. Rutgers, I, they should have covered at the end too. Whatever. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into Rutgers eventually. Um, and I'm actually not that depressed about the Rutgers game this week. Yeah, well, that's why that's why I shouldn't have bet it. This was for year one. We'll get into that. We'll talk about it. You didn't bet it. So yeah, yeah, but I gave it, it out. It, it, hurt, it hurt my record. My record, man. I, I take pride in what I give to the people. You're, and I'm letting the people down. Your 38 and 44 record? Yeah, I'm letting them down. See, like if I had a 7 and 5 week, I'm almost 500. Yeah, you're actually like significantly behind me, Colin. All right, no offense. Shut the fuck up. You're 38 and 43, and I am 42 and 43. Oof. All right. How'd you do this week? You went four and four on the pod. Four, three and four. Four and four. Oh, four yeah. and four. Yeah, technically gave out coastal. Didn't write it down. Four and four on the pod. Um. How'd you do in real life? Uh, four and two and one. Well, one did um, you? Oh, you pushed on. Illinois. I push on Illinois. That was the right side, man. You got screwed. I did. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Well, they fell they apart. Lost. They fell off. They also should have lost. They were down. Did you see what happened? Who? Iowa, Iowa scored a touchdown to go up 21. Oh, Dude. really? Yes, with like a minute and a half left. And Illinois showed serious integrity by marking down the hill. <laughs> and getting the How hyped were you? What happened? How hyped were you? Because that, that game must have been, been pretty pumped. That game must have been pretty brutal so here's, here's what here's, here was Like watching your, your bet go from a lock. Yeah, here was the worst part. So I didn't even know what Marsdale was on because he's figured out like he loses a lot. So he only texts me when he like after he wins a bet. So he, he this was this was actually a significant issue. Uh, Illinois goes up fourteen nothing. He texts me. He's like, Illini, like Lovey Smith always finds a way to reel off three at four when he's on the hot seat. Obviously, Illinois ended up losing, but he was on plus fourteen. That's probably why. It didn't <laughs> And uh, yeah, so the, but it felt like it felt like an easy cover, and then um, yeah, that's that's why you wrote the the drinks when you're up fourteen zero. You're like, all right, I don't, I don't especially need... when you have plus fourteen. Yeah, like, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, so what did I? So the ones that I actually played, I played Arizona, Cal, Virginia, Auburn, five and two, five and two and one. Sorry, Kentucky, Auburn, did Illinois. Hit. Auburn did... I know, I know. I'm just saying the ones that I played: Kentucky and Alabama. Those are the eight bets I played. So the wins were Kentucky, Virginia, Cal, Coastal, Alabama, Push, Illinois, Loss, Arizona, and uh, Auburn. So, and then, you know, a very, very, very good day bet in college basketball as well. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on like a crazy tear. I'm on a crazy tear betting college hoops. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um but yeah, it was it was a good Saturday. Uh, watched a lot of college football. Rutgers, yeah, see this this is Rutgers the issue. Lost. This is the issue with this is is we're both we're both coming here happy on a Sunday morning with winning weekends, and we we're not giving it we're not giving it to the people. Yeah, sorry. I mean, we'll, we'll learn we'll learn we'll learn for next year. 
win for the bowl games. This is when Colin and I thrive during bowl season. So just hold your horses. All this, all this losing, all this mediocre, you know, 500 weeks. Like it's all, it's all been building towards hitting, you know, a five game bowl game parlay. Oh my god, man! I was, I was so close to a five team parlay yesterday. Well, all right, let's dig in. Let's dig in. Uh, I got the random generator up. We are going to open with the Big Twelve. Keeping us on our toes, man. Oh, man. The Big 12. The Big 12. One of my worst calls of the season. Yeah. I think we, we might as well break it down first because Texas. Texas, Kansas State, I hit the under. Yeah. The under cover in the, the third quarter alone. I can't believe what happened. I can't. I had no – it doesn't make any sense to me. I stopped watching this game because I knew my under was toast. And I had other games. I had it too. Call. Oh, you know. I tailed on the pod with the under. It was like a pick for me also. I don't know what the fuck happened. It was a pick for you too? On the pod, yeah. <laughs> you should have tailed the Indiana Wisconsin one. That one smashed. That did smash. I didn't understand this. I, 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 I still don't. Like, I look at the box where I'm like, how did. All right. So, from the little I watched, <laughs> Deuce Vaughn is a fucking freak. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like, I, they, they, they handle the ball off. He's got a man in the backfield, jukes him. Another man coming up, jukes him, goes down, makes a jump cut, and then into the end zone. And, like, like it doesn't make sense that a running back could do that against, like, a good running defense like Texas, where they just hand it off and, like, he doesn't have that much space. But, like, Deuce Vaughn, like, the, it, the O-line's good, but it, it, I, a lot of it is on uh, – a lot of it is on Deuce Vaughn. Will Howard – had one of his best games of the season and threw two picks and two touchdowns. They compared Deuce Vaughn to Darren Sproles out there. That's like his his player comp. Really? Yeah. He he's good. Darren Sproles wore number twenty. Deuce Vaughn wears twenty two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Darren Sproles wore, wore twenty two at K State also, so they're like. He's late. good. He he's really good. At, Kansas State's going to be good next year when they is is Skyler Thompson going to? I'm sure. He was. I think he only. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, Chris Kleeman's uncertain if Skyler Thompson will even return to Kansas State. Ooh. So, I don't know. Well, you don't want Will Howard as your quarterback. Well, I'm, I'm sure he'll improve. Yeah. I mean, this was his first time. So, okay. But here, so, here's the deal, right? If you told me before the game that Kansas State's going to score 31 points, I would have taken Kansas State plus seven and a half. Yeah. So, what the fuck happened with Kansas State? Yeah, yeah Kansas I, – I don't know. Like, Texas State had for 334 yards and seven touchdowns. Did Kansas State have COVID? I don't think so. That, that's like I, because when there's these weird ass scores, I feel like a lot of the time. I don't. I didn't hear anything about K State having COVID. No, there were no there were no players out. Like was the with the not that I know the of. battered and bruised Kansas State I, defense. I don't understand. I, I it, it's like that. Let this just makes, average ten point one yards per play. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. It makes no sense. Like, I, 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 I can't, like, break it. I mean, I didn't really watch because I just saw, like, the, the team scoring. And I was yeah, like, what you're the like, fuck? yeah, my under's not going to. You didn't place this, though? Uh-uh. Ah, you fucking bitch. Okay. <laughs> I just. If anything, I leaned K-State plus um, seven and a half. And I just, it's just very weird. Yeah, I don't understand what happened. I don't know how they, they went from being a really good defense to giving up, like, 608 total yards. 608 total yards. They were time of possession. 
irrelevant. Yeah. At home? 69 to 31, man. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, Sam Ellinger had a good game. Like, do we think Texas figured something out? There's going to be a force in bowl season? Or do you think that it's just like a fluke? I feel like it was a fluke. I think this was a fluke. There's no way. Like, what has Texas done? I guess the 41 at Oklahoma State, but that was overtime, right? Yeah. And Texas Tech, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, they haven't really been scoring. It just Kansas, Kansas State couldn't stop the run. Um, yeah, I felt pretty good about this under. I mean, like, can't, Texas's defense sort of shut down Will Howard, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I, it makes no sense. Score weird, probably the weirdest score, one of the weirdest scores of the day, and move on. Um, you know, like, just accept it. Yeah, just accept it as weird and move on. Iowa State 42, West Virginia 6. Um, Brock Purdy, man. Huge, huge performance. West Virginia was able to slow down Brees Hall a little bit. Um, you know, he had a good game, but he didn't have, like, one of those 150-yard games that he's been used to, and which I think we expected because West Virginia is a very good defense. But, man, Iowa State, they're kind of clicking. Iowa State's rolling. Iowa State is rolling They could right beat Oklahoma in, in two weeks. Like, yeah, they, they, they could. could. They could. They could. They already beat them. Honestly, this if, if you like Oklahoma, be happy that Iowa State's playing really well. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah, going to keep knocking the line down towards a pick'em. I think it's going to be inside of a field goal, the line. Don't you? Two and a half. I, I think, think, it, I think it might be like four. We'll see. Iowa State is playing great football. Brock Purdy, man, 20-23, 247 yards, three touchdowns. This is his – he's like – he's only a junior, which is kind of wild to me. And I feel like he's been there forever. Yeah. Well, because he started as a freshman. Um, and just – you know, everything clicked. Like, they're clicking. They're well-coached. I think West Virginia was, like, a sexy play, too. Like, I mean. Yeah, they, like, of, like six and a half. They right? seven and a half. They kind of moved down. By the time it closed, it closed, like, close to five. And, like, you could see the sharp. And, obviously, the, the sharp, the squares are not betting on West Virginia. Not the road of the top yeah. ten teams. So, like, it was obviously sharp movement. Just kind of wild. I, I think this is Very another, good performance, yeah. yeah a, a convincing performance for Iowa State. And this is what you need to do if you're a top ten team that has – New Year's Six Bowl aspirations, you know, when you're – you can't sleep through. Like, and coming off a big win over Texas, right? It, it was a clear letdown spot, and they said, fuck that, and they went out and played great. Um, great win for Iowa State. Yeah, it is. This, team is. this team is good, but I keep coming back to the fact that I feel like a lot of these Big 12 teams – although I guess a lot changes as the season. Teams can really improve from their first game. Yeah. But still, like – I feel like it's important to note when you look at eight and two, number nine in the country, Iowa State, that this team lost thirty-one to fourteen to Louisiana Lafayette. Who's good? Was that was that the fluky game though? It was like fluky in that it shouldn't have been thirty-one fourteen. But like, I, but like Iowa State still, still should have lost. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to take away. It's like I think the two teams in the Big Twelve have separated themselves. Yeah, and like coming into the season, I don't think. I expected Iowa State to be in that tier. So I just think it's interesting. And so credit, credit to Matt Campbell. I think Matt Campbell is going to be gone. You see um, J-E-T-S. You see, you see, you see uh, Shane Beamer? Yeah. Officially hired? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Apparently, former South Carolina. Yeah, they were lobbying yeah. for him. That's, that's why. Former South Carolina players loved him. Yeah, so, well, former South Carolina players were always average. And South Carolina's always been average. That's just not – that's also not necessarily true. South Carolina, 
That's not true. They're they are an average program. Steve Spurrier had them rolling for a little while. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Oklahoma twenty-seven, Baylor fourteen. Um, the cover by Baylor. Yep, Baylor first time Oklahoma hasn't covered in a while. Was it a backdoor cover? Baylor's defense was really good. It, good it was plan. it was it was kind of, but not really. Did because you watch a game? No, but Beery and Beery and Melly were on uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So they texted about it. I think it was like twenty and a half. Mm-hmm. Too bad. See, this, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but like they they play these ridiculously square parlays and ex, and expect not to like that they're gonna hit. Like you gotta learn. This is you know what this is this is the training ground. You learn your lesson. You know you take the big favorites on the parlay. You think oh there's no shot. Baylor sucks. There's no shot that they can hang with Oklahoma. Well, it's college football. You know you learn. You learn. Any given Saturday. Yeah, man. I mean, Baylor outgained him. This was a pretty impressive performance for Baylor. I think we talked about this. This is kind of like didn't they backdoor him? Backdoor cover? Yeah. Yeah, but like Not they good. were they were covering for most of the game. Yeah. And then Oklahoma scored a little bit late, but then like they scored at the end. Do you think that this was a safe game plan for Oklahoma? By Lincoln Riley to try to make sure that they don't I, I, I think it's so that they can pull out all the stops next week or in two I, weeks when they play. I think like I didn't get to watch that much of this, but I think this is also like you're coming off of that great Oklahoma State win. Yeah. Then you have the bye because West Virginia gets postponed. Yeah. And then like you're home against two and five Baylor, and this is I I was I mentioned this before. I thought this was kind of Baylor's like Super Bowl yeah. type game because. Charlie Brewer's leaving, right? He's, yep. he's a senior. Yep. This is his last chance. They choked against Oklahoma last year. I'm sure they wanted revenge. This team is not good enough. They lost too many people to get revenge. But there's still, like, a decent amount of people on this team that were on the team last year. And I think they were like, like let, let, let's give let's give them everything we got. Yeah. Because they, they would love nothing more to, than to ruin Oklahoma season, and they, they played like that. The game plan seemed very much uh... – Give it to Charlie, and let's see what the hell he can do. He threw the ball 56 times. He ran the ball yeah. 13 times. It was just like, also, have, have fun, Charlie. Enjoy your senior your senior moment. I mean, you look at it, Baylor hasn't really got blown out by anybody. Yeah. Lost by six to West Virginia. Lost by 11 to Texas, 10 to TCU, 7 to Iowa State, 1 to Texas Tech. It makes you think that Aranda is really going to – I think he's probably going to build something there, but – the thing is, and this is what, what I think was so impressive about Matt Rule, is Matt Rule was able to recruit from, like, his region. Matt Rule brought talented guys from Pennsylvania and New Jersey. To Baylor? Underlooked recruits to Baylor. And, like, t- Baylor is – that's a hard place to recruit to. Yeah, nobody – it's, 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 it's a very religious school. Like, and, and you're surrounded by small. Texas and Oklahoma and Texas A&M. And TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't TCU pretty religious also, though? Aren't they? Not? No? They used to be. Texas Christian University, but it's not It's not a Christian school. Interesting. I remember the um, my cousin was applying, and my uh, my grandparents were like, why is she applying to Texas Christian? <laughs> Kellen and Judah, good house. <laughs> something, like, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I just – like Oklahoma and Iowa State are going to play a very interesting Big 12 title game, and um, I can't wait to see what the line is on that because – the lines are going to be really interesting. What do you what do you think the line would be? Oklahoma minus three. What do you what do you think all the lines are? Uh, Clemson minus seven. 
You think it's only going to be seven? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be ten. Mm-mm. Notre Dame's good, man. I know. They're good. Like, that's not – they're no – I mean, the line was the line was 15 and a half before the last game. It was it was 10 and a half, wasn't it? No. It was 15. Are you sure? Yes. It closed five and a half. Yeah, well, that was because – that was once um, – I think it was a 15 and a half at one point, but it moved down to 10. Whatever. I think I think it's only going to be seven because I think the fact that Notre Dame beat Clemson, I understand it was with DJ, but they beat Clemson, and Notre Dame has shown how good they are throughout the season. Like, I think seven. I think the line's going to be seven. Maybe close to 10. I don't know. Seven, seven and a half. What do you think, Florida, Bama? Uh, Bama minus 10. Bama I think it might be like 14. Yeah. Bama's crazy. We'll get to them. Oklahoma State loses to TCU 29 to 22. Glad I had a bet on this. Yeah. I mean, the line was stinky. The line was stinky. You know, six and two against four and four. And look at Gary Patterson found a way to get his team a winning record. Yeah. Like, kind of stunning. I mean, impressive game from Dugan. 265 yards, 104 yards on the ground, two yeah. touchdowns on the ground, a touchdown through the air. He's casually had like a really, really good season. He's like, because he, he runs the ball. You know what he, he reminds me of Bo Nix a little bit. He's not that accurate, but he's he's really he's one tough yeah. SOB. Yeah, yeah. He's a he, he's a white running quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> and he's and he, he's and he's not like yeah he's like deceptively quick, but like no he's quick quick he's not deceptively quick. That's a come on man. Yeah, you are. He's deceptively. Quick. I don't he think he's quick quick. He's Ian Book. Ian Book strong. Ian, Ian Book might be like deceptively. I think he's quick. more of like a strong physical. Yeah, yeah, he is, but he. Then he's fast. Like, Max Dugan is fast. I mean, he's faster than me. Yeah, but he's faster than most people. I wouldn't, say, but, I wouldn't say he's deceptive. Okay, so fast. Let, me, let, me, let me say this. Could you think – if you put him at wide receiver, would he still be successful? That's the type of thing. I think he that, could. All right, well, and there you go. Then we think he's just fast. But I'm looking at his highlights, and, man, I think he's just deceptively fast. Yeah, he, he just <laughs> – Maybe he's a little hair. scrappy gym rat. Yeah, he's a scrappy gym rat. His name is Max Dugan. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, so it's – it's look, so Chuba Hubbard's been out. That obviously hurts yeah, Oklahoma But, State. I mean, Jackson's been playing really yeah, he's well. fine. I mean, he put up – the past two games, I think he's been put up more rushing yards than Chuba's been putting up all year. I think the big surprise for me was the fact that TC was able to put up 500 yards on the Oklahoma State defense. That yeah, Oklahoma so State's defense has fallen off these past couple – Games. It's almost like losing that game to Texas just, like, I think demoralized them. Yeah. Like, knocked out their undefeated season in a game that they really should have won. Like, they dominated do the you game. Think, do you think um, Oklahoma State might be looking to uh, to put out some feelers on Gundy? What do you mean feelers? Like, he's been there forever. Yeah. And this is kind of like – I think we, we talked about this with the Dazio – and Narduzzi to an extent, but they, they kind of righted the ship down the end of down the stretch. And, like, Pitt's not a program that has enough success to be able to do something like that. But, like, Oklahoma State has been pretty consistently mid middle of the pack, Big 12, like, make a bowl game, maybe win, maybe lose. And then they have, like, one year where they, like, jump up. And this is supposed to be the year where they return to everybody. And they're 6-3. and three. They're in fourth place in the in the Big Twelve, and they could lose at Baylor next week. Um. So no, I don't think I don't think 
Mike Gundy's in jeopardy at all of losing his job. I think I think Oklahoma State is not supposed to be a – I don't think they see themselves as a top five college football player. I don't think they see themselves as top five, but I think they see themselves as they should be – every once in a five. while they should be competing for the Big 12 championship and then the Big 12 championship. They competed for the Big 12 championship. Yeah, but they're not ended again. It's fine. I they, mean, you just because, like, you, you can compete at any point in the season. If you don't make it, you're not, like, competing unless you're – well, so here's what I'm going to say. Gundy has gone to 14 straight bowl games. It's going to be 15 straight this year. Yeah. He's finished in the top 25, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. And if they beat Baylor, they're probably going to finish in the top 25 again. Nine years. I mean, I'm not That's saying incredible. I'm not saying he's going to get fired. I'm just saying there's like – Would you – let me ask you this. If you're the athletic director, you're in the – you're in administration. Are you like no no trying but, to say like but I I think I think there's definitely people in the Oklahoma State fan base like Boone Pickens yeah <laughs> there there are people in the Oklahoma State fan base that are sick of this like constant mediocrity and I know you're Oklahoma State and you shouldn't you shouldn't dream because you're fucking Oklahoma State but uh, there's definitely some people that want to know like we should at least compete every once in a while like what is this. And I don't, I don't, and also he had that whole controversy. Yep. In the the the, the, the OAN, yeah. yeah. That he had that whole shit going on before the season, and that definitely her didn't recruiting. put him in a good. It hurt recruiting, but it didn't put him in a good light with the staff. Like uh-huh. you don't, when you're the AD at Oklahoma State, you don't want that to be how your program is looked at. Uh-huh. And so he's got all that stuff that he has to deal with and that adds an extra level of scrutiny onto his position i think there are people that are like maybe we go like like he'll get another job somewhere else so like maybe we just kind of like mutually part ways kind of like west virginia did yeah i don't see i i I don't see it i i mean i i i kind of hear what you're saying i just i kind of disagree i actually strongly disagree because they competed for a big 12 championship this year this was their year though they they were supposed to win the big 12 this year they weren't supposed to win they were the favorites they were the favorites in the preseason, preseason? yes. Remember? Remember how good? We talked about how good they were going to be. Well, we, yeah, we had a feeling they'd be good. Oklahoma was number one in the Big 12 preseason poll, followed by Oklahoma State and then Texas. But I think, look, one bounce here, one bounce there. They beat Texas. We're not having We're not having this conversation. Uh, I think they, they get blown up by Oklahoma again. They lose to TCU. But, if they, but, but hang on. Everything could have gone differently if they if they beat Texas like they should have. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think so. I think – I think the fact that Mike Gundy's turned Oklahoma State into just this constant fringe top twenty-five with 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 quarterback issues throughout the year, like lost their offensive coordinator. I don't know. I I don't I don't think there's. I think there's some real smoke. I don't think it's a fire. I think you're building smoke. I think I think you're trying to generate smoke. No, I think there's. Smoke. I think I think there's some wet logs that you're trying to light some matches. No, on. I think I think there's there's it's, it's not that much smoke, and I I really doubt he's fired this year, and I doubt they move on from him this year. But I could see by next year, kind of like it like Adazio. He had the one year, didn't do it. Next year he coached, and they had lost everybody, so the team was obviously down. And at the end of the year, it's much more – it's much easier and more compatible for a fan base to fire a coach when he's four and an eight than when he's six and three. And I think I could see something like that. So are you going to bet Baylor next week? Is that what you're thinking? It seems that's, that seems what you're saying. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Texas Tech. I might be the under, but uh, <laughs> you like the under king. You love unders. <laughs> Most people love overs. You love unders. Texas Tech, sixteen. Kansas, thirteen. Kansas almost gets a win. Yeah, they did. Uh, Texas Tech really figured some things out with Alan Bowman. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. There's a reason I didn't bet it, you know? Kansas is terrible. Um, Both of these teams Texas are pretty Tech, terrible. Well, Texas Tech should have destroyed them. Like, I don't know what. Four turnovers. Yeah. Four to zero. So, there you go. I mean, they still won despite four yeah, turnovers. They won by three against the worst team in college football. They turned the ball over four times. They outgained them by 200 yards. Like, I mean. Put up 16 points. It's a pretty embarrassing performance from Texas. But it's Tech. a win. I, I I was reading in the uh, the comments. Yeah. Like, cause this I go on to like the post game comments. That's how I try to get a gauge. Like, yep. That's where I'm getting this Oklahoma State smoke from. Okay. You see the Oklahoma State fans. They're talking about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, Interesting. I try to get. That's how I keep my uh, my hands on the uh, the fan bases. Yeah. And the Texas Tech fans like. They were talking about Matt Wells, and he's like, the worst thing that Matt Wells did isn't make us bad. It's that he made us boring. Because, like, remember, they were, they were still the same, like, record under Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, but, but at least they were putting up points. Like that uh, Mahomes-Mayfield showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, you know, you win. A win is a win, but I, I get it. I'd be really disappointed. That's a yeah, shame. that's a disgusting win. I, I, I can, I, I've, I've had wins like this and. Honestly, when you're when you're in the dumps and you're a program like Kansas or yeah. Rutgers, when you get a win like, don't compare us to Kansas right now. <laughs> all right, not we're right totally, now. We're not, not, all, right, all right, not right now, but a year ago, when they were blowing you out forty-nine to twenty-nine, they were very comparable. Worse than it was fifty-five fourteen. Jesus Christ! It was fifty-five to fourteen. Yeah, and it was it was three years ago. Right, well, whatever. Year, my junior year. <laughs> Whatever. So when you're when you're a team like that and you're trying to build your program up, like wins like this, it doesn't matter. You won the game. But when you're Texas Tech and you're playing an awful team like that and you're mediocre, we talked about it. It's like when you get a bad team, you want to stop on them, right? And this is Texas' opportunity to get a bad team, and they barely win. And I've seen some Notre Dame teams barely get by. Very like we. 2018, we barely beat Vanderbilt and we barely beat Ball State. And that feeling after that game is yeah. just one of disgust. You're like, we won, but what does this mean for when we're going to play a good team? Yeah. And I'm sure the Texas Tech fan base is feeling that because, like, disgusting performance. All right, next conference. Let's pull up the generator. God damn it. Yeah. All right, I can do that. All right, you want to? So Santu not in bad spirits after he ruins no. my pick. So why don't you break it down? You know what? Eat a deck, Colin. <laughs> um, you know how it is. Like when you lose a blowout that you feel like you really had no chance to win. Like yeah, it doesn't easier, matter. It's easier to kind of get over it than when you lose a heartbreaker. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. Uh, yeah, I can start with it. Um. This was Rutgers' worst coached game of the season. Um, everybody was lauding Sean Gleason, the offense coordinator, after after Rutgers beat Purdue by, you know, running the ball down their throats. You, you were right on Purdue. Purdue stinks. I know. Thank you. Um, 
It's just because Purdue's defense is terrible. Like, that's why Rutgers yeah. didn't dominate Purdue um, offensively. It's because Purdue's defense is terrible. And I think Rutgers came in with the same game plan, and um, it lacked creativity, and you needed you needed to have a Ohio State-type game plan, pull out all the stops to win this game. And Rutgers didn't have that. They thought they'd be able to run the ball. They thought they'd be able to use the Johnny Langan package, and they couldn't. And their quarterback, Noah Vedrill, I, I, I remain pretty – pretty sure that he's just not the answer because he, he doesn't throw the ball like with any zip it's it's actually kind of sad like he throws the ball kind of like I don't know like he's just not very good he doesn't have he doesn't have arm strength um I thought the defense played well uh at, at times like they bent they didn't really break uh, they Rutgers just it was a Chris Ash offensive performance which was kind of discouraging um after we've had such revelating offensive performances this season what do you think the Penn State Michigan State line is going to be next week? Uh, Penn State, where is it? Where's the game? Uh, Beaver Stadium. Um, I think it's going to be Penn State, like minus sixteen and a half. Yeah, I want to take Penn State. Yeah, sixteen and a half. You really think it's going to be that big? Yeah. I mean, we beat Michigan State at Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan State just got destroyed by Ohio State. They've had a couple like fluky wins, but. I mean, Penn State was just an 11-and-a-half-point road favorite over us, and you can't tell me you think Michigan State's better than yeah. Rutgers. Like, I mean, I mean uh, you can yeah. make the argument that they're 11-and-a-half, man. It was, it was in that range. I knew I knew I shouldn't be on this. Uh, yeah, this Penn State's kind of – after that Iowa game, which they really – Maryland and Iowa, they just no-showed. But they yeah. started to figure themselves out. Yeah. I mean, I thought they figured themselves out against Nebraska when they came back in and put in yeah, Clifford. Yeah, and then the Iowa game, yeah. Yeah, and then the Iowa game happened. But I was like a pretty good team. I was really turning their season around after starting 0 2. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, this this kind of showed this is year one for Shiano, and this is year five or six. What is it for Franklin? Six. six for Franklin. Pretty sure it's six, yeah. And he's got the more talented roster. He's got the more veteran roster. This team was supposed to be really good. This was supposed to be his breakout year at Penn State. Right, like this was this year was seven. Your seven. Wow. Not not a good look for Franklin to be taking moral victories down the road with in year seven. But mm-hmm. this was supposed to be the team. They had everybody back. This was the most talented roster he had. He they had the quarterback back. They had. Uh, they were supposed you know, to have. They had the tight end. Far a lot of guys on the O line back. Yeah, they were supposed to have. Uh, Michael Parsons yeah. was supposed to be back. They still had Shaka Tony back and Jason Owe. Yeah, they still had a lot back, and this team was. This was like all his recruiting coming to fruition. Like they had all this, and after the Indiana and Ohio State game, they folded. Yeah. And yep. Now they're finally figuring stuff out. They're like, oh, like we are still more talented. And I think going into Rutgers, where a team just really wanted to beat you. I think that kind of like, no matter how much you've been sleepwalking through the season, when you go into an environment like that, it's got to wake you up and it's got to make you play if you're a competitor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the COVID year was part of it. Uh, they got punched in the mouth early, Penn State did, and uh, during the season. And it took them a little while to rebound. And now they rebounded and, you know, they beat Michigan. They outclassed Michigan. They outclassed Rutgers. And it is what it is. You know, you, 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 you move on. The better team, I think, won. And, uh, Whatever. Ohio State 52, Michigan State 12. Um, Ohio State had COVID issues throughout the roster. Head coach didn't, what didn't travel. Several assistants didn't travel. Three members of the offensive line, starting O-line didn't travel. Members of the defense, even t- like their starting middle linebacker and team captain, Tuck Borland, didn't travel. 
Uh, didn't matter. Uh, Ohio State just dominated Michigan State, 52 to 12. I'm not surprised at all. Like Ohio State, does this scare you? Does Ohio State scare you now or no? No. I think I, I'm the only team I'm scared of is Bama. is Bama. Alabama. Look at the fucking text Tommy just sent. And my notifications off here. This is what I'm talking about with uh, with Notre Dame still not getting respect, and why you're still going to get good numbers on them. Notre Dame's cakewalk to the college football playoff. Barely beat two and seven Duke. Barely beat one and eight South Florida. Barely beat two and six FSU. Barely beat three and seven Louisville. Beat five and five Pitt. Beat three and six Georgia Tech. Barely beat Clemson. Beat six and four Boston College. What about North Carolina on the road? You, inclu- you didn't include that one. Yeah. <clears throat> like what? What is this? Who is who is who is Bama? We're gonna get to Notre Dame. Colin, Notre Dame's the number two team in the yeah, country yeah. right now, and there's no, there's nobody's questioning that. So yeah. don't let don't let this idiot troll get under your skin. They're all idiots. They're all idiots. That's the problem. This is why is, I don't is, respond is, to this the, the problem is that there are a lot of people that don't know shit about college football and are idiots. And I only deal with them is because there's not enough. There's not enough smart. Like you're the only person I know that actually follows college football. You're the only intelligent college football fan I know. Yeah. I, so look, I'm not. I am not a Notre Dame fan. I I wouldn't say I'm like a Notre Dame hater. You're, you don't like Notre Dame. I don't like Notre Dame. You don't. I, like also, Notre Dame. I also don't like. I don't like Notre Dame. You, you don't like Notre Dame, but you're forced to hear about them all the time because I don't like Notre Dame. But let me tell you this: if Notre Dame was playing Penn State in the college football playoff, yeah, you Notre Dame. Yeah. But like that's like, Notre Dame's not the only. No, there are other teams that like. Yeah. I, like, put it this way: I'm not. I don't. I don't hate Notre. Dame. I don't like Notre Dame. I don't, at all. <laughs> You'd root for Ohio State over Notre Dame. Yeah, I would. Yeah. That's that's the Big Ten. Would you root for Bama over Notre Dame? I mean, this year, yes. Ah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clemson, were you you were you rooting for Clemson over Notre Dame? Here's the thing: if, let me let me give you an example. If the books lay like a Notre Dame plus fourteen, then I'm really rooting for Notre Dame. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if you if, like betting aside, betting is not betting. Notre Dame clubs. There's no betting aside. I all, right, all right, all right. But there's no line, and you like who do you root for in a Notre Dame Clemson game? Because I feel like that's kind of like Alabama. I would probably root for Clemson because I because I yeah I don't like Notre Dame. Well, yeah, but also Notre Dame recruits Rutgers territory and like yeah Clemson six in the south. Yeah, and I. I mean, Clemson will recruit nationally. They'll try to get the number one guy in Jersey. Yeah, but like they—that's fucking Clemson. Yeah. Man. Um, no, I, 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 man, I, yeah, I don't like Notre Dame. Like, yeah. I would like they're definitely on my like. If you told me to rank like the five teams that I, five to ten teams that I really hate the most in college football, like it's Penn State, it's Michigan, and like Notre Dame's up there, like along with like Maryland and like fucking. Yeah, that's fucking, four. Give me one more. Give me the top five. Yeah, Notre Dame, Penn State, Maryland, Michigan. Um, see, I don't know. Like, I don't really hate Indiana, but like, I don't like them. I don't hate Ohio State, but like, I kind of do. Like, I, I is don't there know. A, not a, not a, like a? Regional? I like weirdly hate Purdue. <laughs> really? I, just, I don't know. Because they like like because you you feel like when you lose to Purdue you're like I don't get the Purdue love and like Rutgers like has dominated them in the Big Ten we're undefeated against Purdue in the Big Ten really yes yeah so I guess that's there are basketball schools that I like I hate well I they they're an Indiana basketball school like I hate Michigan basketball I hate Michigan basketball too but yeah all right I guess then 
Purdue? Would you hate every Purdue, Purdue basketball? Purdue, Purdue number five. I don't know, man. I hate Iowa. I fucking hate Iowa. I hate everybody. I look at the entire big. I'm looking at the entire big ten. I hate every fucking one of these kids. <laughs> so, yeah, but you refer them all in bowl games. Only if I, only if I bet on them. Like last year, I had Cal over Illinois, so I didn't root on. Like, I, I tend to think the Big Ten is underrated. Most people think it's overrated. Uh, you know, and that's where I find my value. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Anyway, Ohio State fifty-two, Michigan State twelve. Ohio State dominates Michigan State without like any, half yeah. their players. That doesn't impress. I mean, honestly, Michigan State's garbage. That I is think, true. I like this was. Here's what I happened. I mean, Justin Fields seventeen for twenty-four, hundred ninety-nine. Yards, and he ran, the ball. he ran the ball. He, he ran the ball. Yeah, he, he ran, ran the ball for the first time. But, but like for the first time all fucking season, they let yeah, him run the ball. Yeah, I mean, because Ryan Day's so afraid to hurt him. That's yeah, honestly what yeah, it was. Yeah, because he's not a great passer. No, he's not. He, I think, I think he's a good passer. He's a good, but he's not a great passer. Like he's gonna, he's gonna make a couple plays, but he's primarily a running quarterback. Like I don't disagree with that. What I'm gonna say is. Ohio State will be at their best if they let him be both. Yeah, and they yeah. use him. I feel like they try to make him Trevor Lawrence. No, when he should when he should be more Deshaun Watson. If that makes sense, like that. I think Deshaun Watson can throw the ball much better than Justin. That's Fields. fine, of course. I mean, Deshaun Watson's obviously. I think more, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think there's a better comparison, but I know what you're trying to say. Like they, they're, they're, they're trying to do what Notre Dame tried to do with Brandon Winbush, except Justin Fields is better passing than Brandon. Well, Winbush. Kevin, when with, the funny thing is, Kevin Wilson was the who's the offensive coordinator, was allowed to call the plays with Ryan Day out, and he called Justin Fields runs. Fields runs for hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, which for what it's worth, if Ohio State wants any chance to beat Clemson, Notre Dame, or yeah, Alabama, he's going like, to have to run yeah, the ball. Yeah, he's going to have to because yeah, no, I agree because but you can look at like what Indiana did when you're just. Dropping the ball back with Fields, yep. you have a good defense. You can get after him. Yeah, and then he's he doesn't have the mental fortitude right now to be able to withstand. Like when he, when there's pressure in his face, he collapses. I just don't think he's a good enough thrower. I think like okay, he's so so. I think he's a good. He is a he is a freaking cannon, and yes, he's, he's incredibly accurate. But he's only accurate and he makes good decisions when, when the guys are yeah. wide open and he's not under that under yeah. pressure, which is a problem. Yeah. Especially, Especially when you're gonna face like it's not gonna be a problem against Notre Dame. Like you're not gonna get a problem against Michigan State. You're right, and it's not gonna be a problem against Rutgers. But it was a problem against Indiana, and whoever they play in the college football playoff, if they get there, it'll be a problem because the three other teams will get after the quarterback. Yeah, you've seen it. Um, it's just there. But the thing is, you want to talk about skill, position, talent. Like, Ohio State has unbelievable football talent. They've got so much talent. They've got the second – I think after – I actually think after Alabama, they're the most talented team in college football right now. I, yeah. I think. I mean, go by com- sport composite, I think there's three. After Clemson? No, Georgia's number one. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Georgia. Fucking waste of a, waste of a season, man. Yeah, Georgia wasted their season. Fucking Kirby Smart, Unbelievable. Man. Kirby Smart. Unbelievable. Um, Kirby so- Smart and Mark Rick comparisons are one of the funniest things. I prefer Mark Richt. Have you ever seen? You ever seen like when when somebody asks that question to Georgia fans? They're all about Kirby Smart. That how defensive they get? Cause, well, because they just fired him. Yeah. And the thing is, he's done the exact same thing. Like their records are almost identical. Um, but Mark Richt would play the better quarterback. <laughs> like I guarantee you that. Um, my dad and I were talking about this Ohio State game a little bit. Uh, I think this game was going on around the same time as the Rutgers at the same time as the Rutgers Penn State games. So we were talking about this game a bit. This is what we flicked during commercials. 
And my dad was like, like this was really important. Ohio State needed to blow out Michigan State. Like they needed to show, like, yeah, we are still this dominant team, even with all our COVID issues, because Ohio State's playoff chances, I don't want to say they're in jeopardy, but they're not a lock. They're not a lock, and there are arguments for other teams. Like if Coastal plays Cincinnati and Cincinnati beats Coastal, like that's you know what I mean? Like I don't think that'll happen, but like there are arguments for other schools to be in the college football playoff over Ohio State. Plain and simple. Yeah, so Ohio especially State, if they don't make the Big Ten championship. If they, they're going to. They, yeah, the Big Ten is going to do whatever. They're going to do they, they will The only reason the season is back so that Ohio is so exactly. Ohio State can play in the Bingo. playoff. They will bend over backwards. Michigan cancels, Ohio State will play Maryland, and Rutgers will play Nebraska. That's what's going to happen. I'm pretty pretty confident in it. But Ohio State needed to blow out Michigan State, and they did. Good win for them. Like, yeah. really good win. Yeah, it's 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 nice to – Like, you couldn't win this game 35-14. No, like, no, You had no, to go no, win no. this game the way they did. Yeah. Michigan State is they, – they moved on from Rocky Lombardi. He got hurt, didn't he? Did he? I think he got hurt. Okay. The other kid played really well, though. Yeah, Peyton Thorne. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michigan State's – like, Dan Tony left a mess. The, that, that's the thing. It's like this program was – Falling apart towards the end. It's kind of like um, it's it's similar to what Jimbo did at Florida State. Uh, yes, because Jimbo Jimbo hot jobs and was a good coach, but like Florida State was falling apart when he left, and yeah. they've been it's been taking so long for them to rebuild is because there was nothing left. By the time Taggart got to Florida State, there was literally nothing left, and. Now, when Norvell's got there, there's still barely anything. That was a great call. Um, that was a great little comparison there. You like that? I did. D'Antonio um, and uh, and Jimbo. Yeah, because like yeah, they, they both left messes. They, it was Brad an absolute Brown. mess, which is why which is why Fickle didn't go there is because he didn't want to have to deal with it. And Bell Tucker's has a big uphill battle, but he's bought himself time with his two wins this year. Indiana 14, Wisconsin 6. How good? Under. So, so two things. Great call on the under and, like, great call on the under, number one. Two, Indiana is really fucking good. Yeah. They are really good. Yeah, the defense is really it's good. It's really good. It's it's good. I, Wisconsin's offense is bad, and I, I'm still pissed. I wouldn't say that. I think it's bad. Right. I think I think we can look now, like, they played two very good defenses. Now there's tape on Mertz. Yes, they played two very good defenses, mm-hmm. and they've scored six and seven points in those games. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I can't say like, like you you can use the excuse right they played a really good defense, and that's true they did play two really good defenses, but when you put up six and seven points in those games, I don't care how good the defense is, you've got to at least put up. 20. Yeah. Especially a team like Indiana and Northwestern who have good defenses, but it's it's a bunch of Reese Davises out there, you know? Like those are <laughs> that's what you hear uh, Galloway talking about that. That like that that's the reality though, is they don't have the talent. Like the speed and stuff at Indiana. They're, they're incredibly banged up at receiver too, I think. Wisconsin is? Yeah. Yeah, but like still. I, I talked about this before. This is why I was on it. I still can't believe they burned me and put up 45 points against fucking Illinois. The reason I was on the under in that first game is you got merged. That's what happened. Yeah, I did get That's merged. That's just what happened. I got merged. Because the, they had – Wisconsin's offense is – everybody's new. The O-line's new. I talked about this before is 
I don't care how good of a program you are when O-linemen don't just step up and step in. Like, you can do that at the skill positions. At wide receiver, you can throw a freshman out there, and if you get the ball to him in space, he can make plays. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And the offensive line, you can't just throw a bunch of five-star freshmen out there because you have to – like, the good O-line teams are all old because they've been working together for years, Got and there's so the much communication yeah. that goes on there. Yep. And yep. It, you – you're not going to be able to run the ball against good defenses, and Wisconsin couldn't. I also took um, uh, Indiana plus 14 and a half, and I really should have given that out because I, I didn't think about it until after, and I was like, this is 14 and a half. I was listening to uh, the late kick talk about it, and then I was listening to you talk about uh, Tuttle, mm-hmm. how he was like solid, and then just like I was thinking back to the Ohio State game and how like the defense is more what's been carrying Indiana through this year. Yeah. I was like, all right, like, are they really going to get blown out by this Wisconsin team? Fucking yeah. awesome coach. Did you see the, the post-game interview? No. So he's giving his post-game interview, and, and some guy, and they were all, like, running up, hugging him, like, I love you, coach, I love you, coach. And one defensive line was like, every recruit in the country, you need to come play for this man. He's the best coach in America. <laughs> I was like, jeez. A lot of love for Tom Allen, man. I like Tom Allen. I there's nothing not to like. Yeah. Um, except for the fact that he's in my division. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. So here's here's this is good. This is good for the big the the Big Ten. This is exactly what you wanted to have. Yes, this is true. It because it, it helps Ohio State. Um, good good call, Colin, on Indiana um, plus the points. I, my, I thought Michael Penix Jr. was more of a difference maker than I guess he is. I just look at his talent, man. He's fucking good. But whatever. Yeah, I think he's young, though. And like, yeah. I don't know. Good win for Indiana. Good really win. good win. Good win for Indiana. For Indiana. Like a great win. Wisconsin, I think, is going to be fine. Like, Wisconsin's too man. No, no, I mean, not this year, but in general. Like, what do you think the line is next week when they play Iowa? Oh. I think it's at Iowa. I'm picking Iowa. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it's Iowa in, like, a pick or anything like that, like, are you it hasn't dropped yet, but no, I, I just think like Wisconsin does this all the time, and then they come back and win a game like that, right? Like that isn't that classic Wisconsin? Although I guess maybe this team's offense is so bad that they won't be able to do it. I guess, and like they can't. Like there was a point where they were thinking before the Northwestern game, all that they cared about was the Big Ten championship. Yeah, and now you're two and two. What do you have to play for? Where I was rolling. Yeah. Whatever we will talk. I about mean, that. yeah, Wisconsin isn't. I think they've got like the the culture that doesn't happen, but still, like I remember Wisconsin fans talking to me about how they were gonna fucking blow out Notre Dame because we were supposed to play them this year. Yeah, good luck with that, huh? Iowa thirty five. You guys don't have talent. You guys are fucking suck, man. Oh. Fuck you, Wisconsin. All right. <laughs> I don't like you Wisconsin. You're such a. Uh, uh, Notre Dame has such a Napoleon complex. It's like it's like Notre Dame against the world. It is. I mean, it is. It is. It is because it is. That's how it is. Everybody hates us. Iowa thirty-five, Illinois twenty-one. Um, Spencer Peters plays a really solid game. Uh, Iowa runs the ball well. Their defense comes up big. Like this is a good, good football team. Like a very good football uh, team. It, it, sh- it says a lot about the Iowa culture that they started a COVID season 0 and 2 with like nothing to narrow losses, but also narrow. Yes, narrow. but still, and you're and like Penn State voted. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agree. Like I'm with you, you. You look at Iowa and Penn State, and it's both very similar. Like 
teams with returning talent. I mean, Iowa lost their quarterback, but they're still like Iowa. They have like a culture in place. And you look at both those teams, and they lose two games, close games early, and Penn State folds, and Iowa's chugging along to five and two, and they're going to get in another good bowl game. And are they? Can they win the conference? So no, 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 because they lost Northwestern. So even if they win next week, and Northwestern loses, right? Yeah, yeah, and then they're still screwed. Yeah. Although Northwestern does has had a, I don't know. How many names does Northwestern have? Northwestern will be four and two. Iowa will be five and two. Northwestern got one game. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't matter. They'll both be five and two. Oh, they will be. Yeah. So, no, if Northwestern loses, it'll be five and two. Oh, Iowa would be six and two. Yeah. Iowa plays Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe they'll get Northwestern another game if that happens. So I, I guess there's there's still hope, but yeah, I, Santu. Uh, O'Donnell, good. I think it was, it was. I think you were on the right side here, and I think you just got burned. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think Iowa's really good. Iowa is really good, but That's, like you're up fourteen zero on a fourteen point spread, and. Yeah, yeah, I'm just happy it pushed. I mean, I guess it was a loss on the pod, but I, I also, even though I had plus 13 and a half, I did say on the pod, make sure you fucking buy your ass to get four, at the 14. I did say that. Um, yeah, I look, I was really good. I just, they play, they, you want to talk culture, like this is culture. Like they defend, they've got a very good line, like they run the ball effectively, and they're figuring their shit out. Um, Brandon Peters did not play very well for Illinois. They actually replaced him late in the game with Isaiah Williams, uh, which I thought was interesting. Anyway, move on. I mean, it was a push. I, I, honestly, this is probably exactly what the books expected, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sure the total was like 55 and a half-ish also. You know what I mean? Books are good, man. They are. It's hard, it's hard to bet in college football. Nebraska 37, Purdue 27. Purdue moves the ball on offense, but their defense can't stop shit. I'm not surprised. Like, I was not, never high on this Purdue team, and I think they fluked into a win over um, – over, Iowa in, on the opener, and then they got lucky playing a COVID-ridden Illinois team. You know, like yeah. like there's like this team could have been zero and six. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I ended up throwing this in the parlay, and I should have just I should have taken Nebraska outright as well because when I, I watched, dogs, I can't yeah, when they were when I watched them play Iowa, yeah, when I had my Iowa bet, yeah. I thought this team had figured some stuff out with Martinez. And I was I, I talked about this before while I was on them against Penn State was the defense was good and like they had some stuff going. But then when they made the switch to Luke McCaffrey, like Luke McCaffrey's just not there. Yeah. And Adrian Martinez isn't good, but he's much better than Luke McCaffrey. And yep. well Mackenzie Milton will be their starter next year, so Yeah. He had a good game, twenty-three for thirty. 242 yards in a tutty. Yeah, like, that's a that's a. Sorry, they're playing Purdue. It doesn't yeah, count. yeah, but I'm still saying that that's a that's a solid game for Adrian Martinez. Doesn't count. Sorry. All right, whatever. I I see what you're saying, but I'm telling you. It's I know it doesn't count, but it's a, it's it's a good game for him, no matter who you're playing. I don't care if it's backyard football. If Adrian Martinez is having that type of game with a with a positive QBR. Like that's good for him because he's not that good. That's true. I I think it was the Purdue defense. I I, I yeah. That's I see what you're saying. The Purdue defense is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have any other takeaways on this. I mean, I'm honestly not surprised. Like Purdue's D is not very good. Nebraska may be hitting a little bit of stride. I think, I think they're. I think they figured it out a little bit. Now, I honestly, they 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 cost themselves the Illinois game by starting McCaffrey. Yep. Who's just not as good as Martinez? No. No. They 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 they, they, they could be three and three, and that would be 
So they're supposed to play Minnesota, Minnesota next week. Minnesota has tons of COVID issues, and I think there's a really good chance that Rutgers ends up playing Nebraska um, in Lincoln. Yeah, I like Nebraska. So, okay, that's fine. I'm not asking you what side you like. <laughs> I'm just giving a, a factoid. Um, all right, let's move on from the Big Ten. Spent enough time on this fucking conference. All right. Um, anything else in other? Uh, Mountain, West. Mountain West. Yeah. Yeah, what you got? We talked about the Wyoming-New Mexico chase oh, game. Oh, yeah, good shit. I ended up playing it. New Mexico won outright at 17.5-point dogs. Uh, you nailed it. You said, you know, New Mexico's defended well. They've been in a bunch of close games, and Wyoming isn't special at all. Yeah, and they were at home. And they were at home, yeah. Well, home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good call. Did you watch the game at all? No, but I, t- I was checking <laughs> it. I mean, I was I was feeling safe the entire game. Yeah. And New Mexico's Rocky Long's a good head coach. They're on five, but they they kept most games close outside of the Air Force game. They were home. They needed a win. They got it. Wyoming's quarterback Gavin Beerup went one of five for eighteen yards and a pick and had a ninety-eight point eight QBR. How the hell does that work? Um, How the fuck does that work? Just curious. Like, what the hell? Oh, I don't know. ESPN's QBRs. New Mexico ran the ball well. I think you're right. I think they're on their program on, on the rise, and I felt this way after they hung in there against Hawaii. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's going to be a while because New Mexico's in pretty bad shape. Yeah. But I, 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 Rocky Long is a great defensive coordinator, and I'm blanking on their head coach's name. But when you have a coordinator like Rocky Long who just wants to retire – at a place he's coached for a long time. Like, yep. that is good. Like, Rocky Long's one of the best coaches in the Mountain West before the season, and now he's your defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I have nothing else really in the Mountain West. Uh, San Jose State continues to play really good football, right? Yeah, was that a backdoor cover by Hawaii? Hawaii? No, Hawaii, it was, like, close to a pickle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, San Jose State remains undefeated. Like, no, you know. Like they're good. They're good. They're good, and they used to be really bad. Yeah, and so who, who's their head coach? Because he's obviously done some really good things. Um, Brent Brennan returned to San Jose State. Interesting. Brent Brennan, San Jose State, two and eleven, one and eleven, five and seven. Now five and zero. I mean, that's a, that's building. Yeah, that is building. Uh, that's impressive. Um, San, San Diego State beats Colorado State. Nevada remains they, – they're solid 6-1. and one. That's a good win over Fresno. Like, yeah, Fresno's a solid team. Uh, and, you know, we're, we we missed out on the Boise State-San Jose State game. But it would be interesting to see who ends up in the Mountain West. How about the Mountain West getting, like, more games than, than the Pac-12, man? Um, <laughs> Nevada – It's I almost feel like sometimes these teams really care almost more about playing. You know, is that is that crazy? What the Mountain West teams yeah. care more than not than the Pac-12? Because like, no, it's the Pac-12 leadership, man. Okay, that's fair. But like, there are three legit. There are three or four legit. You mean like they're like like the thing is players for a lot of like the Pac-12 teams. College football isn't the only thing in town. Yeah, that's if that is like the fan bases. I I think you can make the argument that there are a decent amount of fan bases in the Mountain West that are more passionate. Yeah. Then Pac-12 uh, fan bases. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a couple. Yeah. Now, what do you mean? What do you mean by that statement? Like, I don't know. Like the mid-major players like care more about playing, so they're going to. 
do whatever it takes to play because football's more like this is why I think because it's only college is their last stop. Yeah, like that's why I think like Texas State was able to get in twelve games. Like we've we've seen very few cancellations in the Sun Belt. Yeah, even though that's like a COVID territory. Like I don't know, maybe maybe it's because the 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 COVID cancellations of like Power Five teams. Well, also are, like more public. Power Five is more of just like playoff or bust for a lot yeah. of power five teams and also. you're not when you don't have the playoff to play for in the mountain west every game is still like like the, these conferences is like what old college football is still alive and well and acc acc notre dame 45 syracuse 21 yeah did not get the cover that's all right we, we, at the end of the game when uh when the idiots had Notre Dame minus a certain point. Were you rooting for uh, I was never rooting for Syracuse. But were you rooting for Notre Dame to just kind of stall with the ball a little bit? <laughs> I, I wanted to score again. I always like running up because I always got to listen to fucking dumbasses tell me Notre Dame's overrated. I'm telling you, right, I, well, I, I am – we talked about this in the open. I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I'm not – you know, object, I'm, I'm pretty objective. And if anything, I'm, I'm kind of – I lean anti-Notre Dame. But they've done enough. They've proven it. They're in. They're in. There's nothing. There's. They could honestly, in my opinion, they could. They could go get their asses handed to them by Clemson. I think they've still done enough. I think it, the only thing that uh, can knock Notre Dame out is if Florida somehow beats Alabama. Right. Because then you Alabama, Florida, Alabama, Florida, Clemson. Oh, I say that'll be really brutal. I don't know, man. I'm not worried. If if Florida beats Alabama, yeah, like. And then Texas A and M has an argument as the winner. It would have to be Florida. Yeah, it'll be Florida. Yeah, I don't know, man. That that'll get make things real messy. Yeah, that won't happen though. I hope if Notre Dame beats Clemson, like we're all, we're operating under everybody's been operating under the assumption that Clemson's just going to beat Notre Dame. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, that's going to open up the floodgates. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, hope it happens. Put it this way. Put it this way. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, I'm right, wrong. and Ohio State, they. They probably they could be. I don't know. It's gonna be hard to surpass Alabama. But at the at that time, does one or two even really matter? Yeah, as long as you don't have to play Alabama in the yeah. first game. Um, it'll be Ohio, it'll be Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then Texas A and M or Cincinnati. Like that's what that's what it would be. Yeah, I know. That's what... so you have a d- bunch of these schools. So so to all these Texas A and M haters you were talking about, you know, that are anti Notre Dame, their best case scenario is Notre Dame beats Clemson. Yeah, but they're they're still they they still think that under one of the dumbest assumptions is that because it's sec like we're better than everybody else that's how shane beamer gets hired at south carolina and jeremy pruitt gets hired at tennessee it's because they operate under a yeah. false assumption that the sec is just way better than everybody else and they have more talent but they're not like you can't hire coaches like that yeah. besides look, texas a&m is like we were we only have one loss we got blown out by alabama you have one good win over florida Notre Dame has a better win over clemson yeah. and like, yeah, I, I, just be. How about just be Clemson? You know, that would yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, so Syracuse's yeah. defense continues to be pretty good. I think we talked about this all year. They play hard. That's they the only play, they play hard. I, I I think Syracuse might be good next year. I I don't know. Like I don't know. They need to figure out a quarterback. Rex Culpepper was well. All right. Devito was hurt all year. Yeah, but Devito wasn't good. He was supposed to be the starter when he was hurt. I know, all year. but yeah. Uh, this was the running game. We actually, so mentioned last week, Jared Patterson, the starting center, mm-hmm. broke his foot out for the season. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, right trap tackle, I believe it was Kramer. It was either Kramer or Eichenberg got an appendectomy. And he's like an All-American. Okay. And he was out for the last game. And at the beginning of this game, he was not in. They had another guy. And Notre Dame couldn't run the ball. And they were down 7-3. And then all of a sudden. at all? No, but I wasn't happy. Like, I was worried this was going to end up being a 10-point game. And everybody's going to yell at Notre Dame's overrated. Yeah. That's not what happened. Just like a disgusting game. But then he came back. And then Notre Dame was able to run the ball again, which is good because they haven't, since the injuries on the offensive line, they haven't been running the ball at the same pace. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do it today. Kyron Williams is a beast. Like, he doesn't need space. He just makes people miss. And uh, this was more of a game of the passing, though. Ian Book has been playing outstanding football. Okay. They can congratulate him on a terrific game. Yeah, yes, he did. Hasn't lost to Notre Dame Stadium. I don't think he has. Ian Book as a starter, 2018 was undefeated. He's the winningest coach, winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. 2018 he? undefeated, 2019 both losses on the road. Yeah, Ian Book has not lost as a starter in Notre Dame Stadium. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, team's team's good. Uh, Team's very good. Team, team's good. It's, it's, it's a good time to be a Notre Dame fan. What Brian Kelly has done, that is three undefeated season, regular seasons for Brian Kelly at a place like it was not long ago people were talking about when is Notre Dame ever going to be good again mm-hmm. because it's such a hard place to win. Like you recruit talent to South Bend, Indiana, to a Catholic school. It's a tough – it's a tough – it's a tough mm-hmm. Like it's not that tough. No. All right, it's not, it's not like – I'm sorry. It is one of the. It is a top ten. Yeah, like there's no there. But there were like, like facilities. No, but yeah, I know. Like, but when you're talking about like going up against Bama and Clemson and stuff, the exposure, yeah, the history. Mm-mm. All right, whatever. Yeah. The team. I, I agree. It's a harder place to recruit to than Alabama, but it's it. There are a lot of other. Places yeah, all right, I, I, I agree. Right. But I'm talking about the the top tier, the upper echelon. Well, they're there. Yeah, they're there. It was a good win. He beat Syracuse. Syracuse stinks, but they play hard. Notre Dame needed to win the game. They needed to win the game convincingly. They did. On the Clemson. 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 On the Clemson. Yep. Speaking of Clemson, destroys Virginia Tech. Rainy, cold, didn't matter. They ran the ball well. Virginia Tech kind of started hot, but, like, couldn't keep with Clemson. Clemson's on a mission, too. I mean, this game was not that impressive a performance for Clemson. Well, it was it, cold and rainy. I, and yeah, but I mean, like, them. did you watch it at all? No, I listened to pieces. And I don't know how, like, like my bet smashed, but it wasn't – like, I didn't feel – like, Alabama, I felt, was never – there was never a doubt in my mind Alabama was not going to cover. But it was – but it's a di- it was different. They were, Alabama was playing – an awful team, yeah. Playing – well, Virginia has an awful team. I think, I think it was more – Virginia so- Tech – is better than LSU. Has more talent than LSU. Maybe. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. The, I think Virginia doesn't. Tech played LSU would be a really interesting. Game. I think Virginia Tech. Okay, maybe. But my point: you've also been to Virginia Tech colleges all fucking season. So um, the weather was a difference maker. Yeah, fumbles. I mean, the weather was a difference maker. That's why Clemson wasn't airing it out. Plus, Clemson doesn't have very good receivers right now. Yeah, Cornell Powell is good, and so is uh, Amari Rogers. Yeah, but. Their, their number one receiver coming into the season is out for the year. Yeah, I, I know. He might be back for the playoffs. Right? That's his name? Yeah. Might be ready for the ACC title. Maybe. Yeah. 
He's a beast. Uh, that would be a game changer. Yeah. No? No, yeah. I said yeah. Uh, yeah, this this was a so-so performance. Trevor Lawrence, 12 for 22 with TD and a pick, 195 yards. He's no DJ Uyunglele. Uyunglele. But, uh, yeah, Clemson's good. You can't make mistakes. <laughs> you can't make mistake, mistakes against Clemson, yeah. and Virginia Tech made mistakes, and they made him pay, and he got the cover. This game was closed for a little bit. Well, it also shows the versatility of Clemson. Like, Trevor Lawrence didn't have the best day throwing the ball because, I mean, I think the weather was a factor, but they were able to run the ball effectively. EPN runs the ball. Defense um, played really well. Lynn J. Dixon can run the ball. Lawrence runs the ball, and they've got – when healthy, they've got a very good defense. And it feels like they're healthy, right? Specter's back. He's been back. Mike Jones. What's his name? Back. Still out. Uh, Skalski. Okay. But uh, they got a good defense, even when they're yeah. not healthy. Yeah, they're good. And they're going to be motivated against Notre Dame. That's going to be a hell of a football game. Does Clemson have another game after? No. Is that no. They, is the, Clemson was the reason why it was kind of moved was Clemson was bitching about uh, like they didn't. They didn't want to have to play Florida State because they were supposed to have a bye before the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. And the only way like they can give Clemson and Davos way is to also give Notre Dame a game off. Interesting. Uh, Miami blows out Duke. Duke. No shock. Yeah, I mean, Miami's – I'm impressed by Miami, actually. That was a good performance. They're 8-1, man. Like, yeah. What the hell? Where did that come from? They've, they've eat by. They've eat by all year, and they've got a big game against UNC next week. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. That is gonna be fun. Where's the game? Where is it? Um, I think it is at home for Miami. Yeah. Well, if it's under the light, you gotta bet Miami. Three thirty. UNC doesn't not three thirty. That'll be an interesting game. Good, good week of college football next week. Like casually. Um, next game. Yes. Uh, we don't need to talk on North Carolina blowing out uh Western Carolina. No, we do not. Virginia. Yeah, good call. Gets a cover. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Good job, team. Uh, yep. Good job, Pod. Out. Good job, Pod. Jokovich did not play. Yeah. Um, but Dennis Grisell had a monster. He game. had 520 yards, four touchdowns, three t- uh, three picks. It's like – it's kind of the – it's kind of the BCMO, which I was talking about before, is like they're just putting it on the quarterback. They just want to throw the ball yeah, yeah. and like – it's a different different BC team. Here, so here's what's interesting, right? Virginia has a like Virginia has a, a culture and a, Jesus, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> I was stuffy that whole time, man. Virginia has like under Bronco Mendenhall, they want to be a physical football team, and they have moved after getting off to a really hard start this season, really rough start. They've they've gotten to that point. You know, Brendan Armstrong is. Maybe developing into the perfect quarterback for Bronco Mendenhall. He throws it up to tall receivers. He runs the ball really well. Like he's a strong runner who actually is he is deceptively quick. Brendan Armstrong. Yeah, because he's a big he, he looks like he a big, big guy. dude. He yeah. looks like a middle linebacker that can just break free. He, he, had, like he, a had a long, he had a long touchdown run in this game. I never felt like this was in doubt. No, no even no, it was twenty something. No. I was a little bit worried when it showed up on my score app that uh BC recovered the onside kick. I was like, oh, we're about to get back to it. Oh, yeah, but he touched it. He touched yeah. it. It was close, actually. Like, I watched it live. It was close, but, like, you could tell he touched I mean, it. I mean, how about Virginia holding BC to negative seven rushing yards? Yeah. It was mostly sacks. Yeah, but still. Yeah. They tried to throw it, but they were playing catch up the entire second half. I mean, but that's also, like, BC's MLR. 
is just throw the ball. Like Zay Flowers is a beast. Yep. Is he what year is he? Is he gonna still be here or is he going to the NFL? I don't know. Zay Flowers is a he's a sophomore. Sophomore. Wow. That is that is good news for BC. Yeah, he can't even go to the NFL. Yeah. True sophomore. Yeah, that is good news for BC. He's yep. good. He's He's an exceptional talent. Um, yeah. And they do a good job of getting him the ball in space. Yeah, they do. They, they're, they're, they're a well-coached team. These are two well-coached teams. This is what we talked about in the beginning of the year is the middle class yes. of the ACC. It's been a theme on the pod throughout the year. Is It's getting better, and it's why the ACC is becoming a more respectable conference. Conference, yeah. I agree. It's a good one for Virginia. They're 5-4. and four. If they get them off to a really rocky start. Yeah, they've won four in a row. They're playing good football, and I'm glad we were on them. Yeah, because really, it was it was we were totally on the right side on this one. But yeah. we sniffed it out, pegged it. I mean, I also do you think there would be much of a difference with Grossel versus uh, Jerkovic? I don't think so either. I think it was close. They were in a very close quarterback yeah. competition. And in. and I think BC's scheme gets the quarterback a lot of yards. Like when you see Jerkovic throwing for the most yards, I think it's like a lot of it is that's just how BC wants to play. Yeah, and. He has a good arm, and he's hard to bring down, but he's not like – I don't think he's that special. And Grossell's similar. They're both big, yeah. strong-armed guys. BC's building something. Virginia's building something. The ACC – I don't think Virginia's building something. I think they're built. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what they are. Yeah. yeah they're going to be like a 7-8, seven 7-9 to eight, seven to nine win team. They have their – Yeah, and then they're going to have that big year. Yeah. I agree with that. And I honestly, they could have been even better this year if you look at it, right? The Armstrong got hurt. They lose to NC State. I think that's a winnable game with Armstrong, right? Mm-hmm. Although that was Leary back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> they lose to Wake with Stoney again. That's a winnable game with uh, Armstrong. And then maybe I wouldn't undervalue Wake. I think Wake no, 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 winnable, winnable. They got blown out. It's a winnable game. If you can beat UNC and yeah, you can okay, beat Boston College, you can beat Wake. That's fine. And. They lose barely to Miami. Like, it's very possible this is a two-loss team. It's also very possible they lose those games and they could have lost to UNC. So, like, they, it's possible they're a five-loss team. But this is a – like, you got to do it both ways. Yep. But this is a this is a solid team. Yep. And Armstrong and Mendenhall. They're a solid team that was bad on offense and they figured it out on offense. Yeah, which is, which is good. NC State 23, Georgia Tech 13. Tough. This is this is kind of yeah. Right side or wrong side, Kyle? I don't really know if there was a right side. I think the line was right. It was a very evenly matched game. Yeah, I think the, oh, Georgia Tech outgained them. No turnovers. Yeah, I mean, the thing that really killed me is Georgia Tech doesn't have a field goal kicker. Okay. Like actually, like doesn't have one. So okay. So they ended up kicking two field goals at the end of this game. It was the first made field goals in, like, five weeks. Hmm. And in the first half, they had – let me get the play-by-play and pull it up. But they had two yep. times where they were in – In NC State territory. In, in, in NC State territory. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they, they did a fourth and two at the 34, and then they had a yeah. fourth and six at the 17. And didn't kick a field goal in either of those. And just – Interesting. Didn't get either of them. And yep. that's brutal. I can understand the first one, fourth and two at the thirty-four. That's kind of like no man's land if you don't trust your field goal kicker. Yeah. But a fourth and six, six at the seventeen. Yeah, like at the yeah. end of the at the end of the half. Yeah, when the, when you are getting the ball to start the second yeah, half, take the fucking field goal. goal. 
And then also on the um, when it's when it's uh, twenty to seven. Yeah. NC State. Or, so Jeff Sims breaks loose and he gets tackled at the half yard line. Okay. And honestly, I thought they were going to review it because I thought he was in. Yeah. But they don't review it. First and goal, fall start, move him back five yards. Second and goal, or first and goal again, but now they're from the seven. Yep. Hands it off, gets to the half yard line again. Second and goal, fall start again. Back. Now they actually get stopped, third and goal, and then they have to kick a field goal. Like you have first and goal on a half yard line, so, and you have two false starts that. So, Colin, I would say you were probably on the right side there, dude. They yeah. Had them, they had a bunch of opportunities to score, and they just didn't score enough points when they probably should have. They were in position to score more than they ended up. Yes, scoring. yes, it, but it's brutal. This probably like, felt like NC State should have won by three, not yeah, by ten. Yeah. Um, but NC State is eight and three. Also, they're well coached. Honestly, a win. brutal. Brutal play at the end. So NC State kicks the field goal, 13-23. There's about three minutes left. I'm just hoping Georgia Tech goes down, scores, gets me a cover, you know, show a little integrity, yep. a little integrity. Yeah. Integrity farms. Um, and on third and five, they throw the ball, get the completion easily for the first down, and he fumbles it mm-hmm. backwards, recovered by NC State, but he's behind the line to gain. So it's fourth and one. And then they just drop a pass on fourth and one. Damn. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that if you fumble the ball backwards, yeah, like you it goes it. back. And like I thought you if you got the first down and then you fumble it backwards, like it's still first hmm. down back there, but it's a it's a first down. Apparently it's not. Didn't know that. Hmm. Very unfortunate. Yeah, very unfortunate. Tough game. Tough game. Uh, tough game. Tough week on the pod, but you know, good week off. Good week away from the pod. That's true. you know, we want we want some money. That's all. That, that's all that we really care about, right? Um, anything else? Is that it? I think that's it. It's a wrap for our week fourteen review. We'll be back at the end of the week with our week fifteen picks. Fifteen weeks of college football, man. Holy shit, we're doing it a long time. <laughs> doing a long time. Good week coming up this week, though. So I'm excited for it. Anyway. That's it. Colin, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out.